Amen. And, uh, but today, the title of my message is, Mary, Did You Know? And um, it's not after the song. I'm not going to go after the points in the song. Um, but I want to know, did, did Mary know what she was getting into? Did, did Mary know what it meant with what God said to her? So let's, let's look at what God said to her. And why don't you stand as we read that word today? It's in Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. A lot of scriptures. Eight, seven slides. So, Christ's birth announced to Mary. Now in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. A virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And having come in, the angel said to her, Rejoice, highly favored one. The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. But when she saw him, she was troubled at his saying and considered what manner of greeting this was. Then the angel said to her, Don't be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bring forth a son and shall call his name Jesus. And he will be great and will be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God will give him the throne of his father David. And he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. Then Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? And the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also that holy one who is to be born, will be called the Son of God. Now, indeed, Elizabeth, your relative, has conceived a son in her old age, and this is now the sixth month for her who is called barren. For with God, nothing is impossible. And Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Dear Heavenly Father, I pray that this word would encourage each one of us today. That, Father God, that the faith that we see in this young lady, Mary, and the story that has been written in 2,000 years, Lord, and Lord, it still speaks faith to every one of us. Let our faith arise today, God. Let us walk out of here believing that nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. Nothing is impossible. So, Lord, we... We thank you for the time of your word. Let our hearts be open wide to what you have for us. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. Uh, this is, to me, this is one of the biggest steps of faith in the Bible. I mean, I know, you know, there was crossing the Red Sea and, you know, and all the, the things that the Israelites went through early on, you know, but this is a huge step of faith. Now, I don't mean to embarrass you, Izzy, but could you stand up? Yeah. Could you come here? Yeah. Turn around and face all the people. She's all red-faced. She's been flat. Mary is about her age. How old are you? 16. Mary was about her age. 
Now, we can't imagine little Izzy coming home and saying, I'm pregnant. That man would be a dead man. <laughs> Not only from her dad, but the line would be long. <laughs> but I, I just wanted you to, I wanted to bring Izzy up to give you a focal point of what we're talking about when we talk about marriage. Thank you. I don't know that Mary knew she was putting her life on the line when she said yes. You know, because back then, if you got pregnant out of wedlock, you got stoned. You died. That was it. You were done. You know, but maybe that's why God picked her. Is because he knew she was brave. He knew she had faith. But it, it also makes me wonder, what did she know? How much did she know? Because they were all waiting for the, the, the Messiah to come. This, this wasn't just a spur-of-the-moment thing that the angel came to her. This was something that had been prophesied hundreds of years ago. Matter of fact, over 700 years before it was prophesied in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14, it says, therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Like I said, it was written in 700 B.C. So the people were actually waiting, everybody say waiting, for the Messiah to come. Much in the same way that we've been waiting for his return. 1 Thessalonians 4, 16 through 17, it says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, amen, with a shout and with the voice of an archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we, everybody say we. Are you guys awake yet? Everybody say we. There you go. You guys need to help me out. I'm going a lot faster if you... Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. So just as they were waiting for the first coming, and we should be anticipating the second coming, amen? We should be anticipating the Lord's return. And I, I think, you know, Mary, she said yes because she'd been taught, Dwayne, as a little girl, from, you know, like you said in Deuteronomy, when I said it to them today, you know, when they're lying down in, in, the, in the night, when they're getting up in the morning, put the word of the Lord on their heart. And I believe that's what happened with Mary. They didn't have TVs, cell phones, all that junk to distract them. They, they just talked the things of God. They ingrained it in their kids. The Messiah's coming. He's going to be born of a virgin. Everybody knew that. And so when... The angel of the Lord came to Mary and said, hey, will you be that girl? He, she said, yeah. She was ready. Because it had been taught to her. And just the same way that we talk about the Lord's coming, we have to ask ourselves, would we say yes if he said, I'm coming today? Are we ready? You know, as we're waiting, are we ready? You know, I, I looked 
And I read the story of the ten virgins this week. It says five were wise, five were foolish. Now, and, and, and it says in there, it said the Lord's coming or the, the bridegroom's coming was delayed. And, and I know many people feel like his second coming, the rapture of the church, has been delayed. Because we would say right now that everything is lining up for him to come, and I believe so. But I'm sure at World War II, they thought, oh, he's coming. Everything's lining up. He's coming. I'm sure at World War I, they thought, oh, he's got to come now. It's, everything's lining up. So, but it just seems like it's been delayed, delayed, delayed. And it says in the word that when it was, the bridegroom's coming was delayed, that the people slumbered, the ten virgins slumbered and slept. And that's, I believe, what's happened now. A lot of people are slumbering and sleeping. Now, that's okay. As long as you stay ready. <laughs> you know, as long as your oil stays full. Because the ten of them woke up and five of them didn't have enough oil. The foolish ones didn't have enough oil to, to get through. And they're like, hey, give us some of your oil. And that's like saying... Ten of them went out, and ten of them allowed their, had an anointing. You know, like the church, we're anointed to preach the good news, amen? That's what we're called to do. But five of them let that anointing die. Five of them didn't pay attention, didn't take care of their anointing, didn't allow God to, to move in them, didn't allow God to keep filling them. And they let their anointing oil run dry. And they said, hey, give us some of your anointing. Give us some of your oil. And they're like, no. Go get your own. Because they didn't want to miss. You know, there's going to come a time when you're going to be, you know, I, I remember, uh, and I know I told you this story before, but it just, just resonates with me right now. When I went to a Benny Hinn meeting, and it was so powerful there that day. And they called the pastors to come be anointed. By Benny Hinn. My friends are going, go ahead, Ron, go down there. You know, you're a pastor. I'm like, eh, you know. And they're like, oh, go. So, so I get down there, Dwayne, and these pastors are rushing. I mean, it was a pastor's meeting. They were rushing the stage. And they're pushing people around. And I'm not easily pushed around, you know. But I just kind of stood there, and they were just bumping me around and pushing and everything. They're yelling at the ushers. They're fighting to get on stage. I mean, it really became crazy. It was, it was getting violent. And I stood there and I started crying. I said, Lord, what is happening right now? And he said, they're trying to get from a man what I want to give him. And I'm like, oh. And I just went back to my seat and sat down. You see, th that's how them ten virgins, them five virgins, they were trying to get from a man what they were supposed to have already, what they were supposed to maintain. See, it's when we let our anointing go. It's when we let our anointing dry up. It's when we don't stay in the word. We don't keep worshiping. We don't keep praying. We don't keep fellowshipping in the body of Christ. We don't stay connected in the church that our anointing just kind of it's when we think that staying home and watching it online is enough. No offense to you watching it online today, but you need to come. 
But I know some of you are in Pakistan or in Africa or somewhere around the world. God bless you out there. But if you're in Corona, you need to come. You know, because you just can't get it when you're watching it online. Amen? And I've heard that from so many people that even come on Wednesday night prayer. They're like, yeah, you can't get this online. I've watched it online. You don't get this online. You don't get it when you're not here, when you're not connected. It just, you dry up. And then when you're, when the Lord's coming, and we know he's coming, and you're like, I, I need oil. I need that anointing. Just know this, today it's not too late. You're not too late. Today you can press into the Lord. Today you can ask Him to fill you. Today you can draw near to Him. Amen? He says, draw near to me and I'll draw near to you. Amen? That's the plan. And you can draw near to Him today. Because He loves you. And His grace is sufficient. Amen? And He's good. But you have to Decide, I'm not going to be distracted by what's going on in the world. I'm going to draw close to the Lord. But those ten virgins, five of them got shut out. They ran to go get more anointing. They ran to get more oil. And then when they came back, the door was closed. And they're like, hey, let us in. We got our oil. We're good. And he's like, it's going to be like Noah's ark, man. He said, just as it is in the days of Noah, so shall it be at the coming of the Son of Man. Because once that, listen, they all went into the ark, the Lord closed the door. The Lord closed the door. And the people, when it started to rain, they're like, "Uh uh-oh. I mean, can you imagine being there and it started to rain? See, it hadn't rained before. There was always a mist and a dew, you know, but it hadn't rained yet. And now the, the heavens opened up and it starts raining. I mean, could you imagine, man, when it started raining? Oh, my gosh. Now, Maurice, the rain starts coming and you're like, uh-oh. Man, you're running. You're coming. You know, I, I, I love to watch the movie about it. You know, the people are coming, and they're trying to get in the ark. They're trying, and then the water, the water starts coming up from the deep, too. Because he opened it up up, high, up low, and just, boom, and there's a collision of water. The door was closed. Can't get in. That's how it's going to be. That's how it's going to feel when Jesus comes again. It's going to be like, uh-oh. You know, when, you know, it says two will be working in the field. One will go, one will stay. Two will lie down together. One will go, one will stay. That's how it's going to be. And when you, when you look at those odds, you look at the ten virgins, five went, five didn't. One lies down, one goes, one stayed. Two working in the field, one goes, one stayed. It's like 50% of the church isn't going to make it. Okay, so just half made it. Just half didn't. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're standing up for it, Dumbrees. <laughs> but that, I mean... That's, that's kind of how he lays it out for us. And if you go into the, to the soil, the parable of the four soils, it's like only 25% make it. But not everybody in the church is going to go because not everybody in the church 
has their oil full. Trust me, I know you can come to church and not be filled. Because I did it for a few years when I was young. I came to church all the time. I came to church, I didn't like them calling me. They used to call. I don't call you guys when you're not here. They used to, if you missed two Sundays, they'd call you. So we never, we tried not to miss more than two Sundays. We knew the, we knew the game. And that's what we did. We played the game. And we had no oil. Until one day, God said, I'm not sending you any more unless you get right with me. That was the day we got right. We stayed right. We kept the oil full, amen? We can't let the oil run out. You know, it's scriptural. We have to stay focused on God's plan. I did a lot of reading this week. I read the book... I was reading the book of Nehemiah also. It says, you know, when, you, when you're in a, a passage of Scripture and, and you're just praying on it, things just start popping into your spirit, man. You're like, I could go crazy with all this stuff. But when I was reading Nehemiah and he was rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem, you know, they, they, were, all, they were being threatened by the enemy all the time. You know, the enemy's like, stop building the wall. You know, we're going to get you, if you. You know, and so Nehemiah, he, he told every person, he said, you keep a sword on, and you work. Everybody had a sword, and everybody worked. They rebuilt that wall in 52 days. The people were amazed. And this is what amazed them. There's no way they should have been able to build that wall in 52 days. They, they built that wall in 52 days, and the people were like, uh-oh, their gods with us. Because there's no way man could do that on their own. Their gods with us. See, we've got to stay focused. We've got to keep that sword ready. What is the sword? The word of God. Come on, I went over this with you last week. The sword is the word of the Lord, amen? And you've got to hide it in your heart. You've got to write it on your heart. It can't depart from your mouth. It's always got to be on the tip of your tongue so that you're ready to speak it whenever issues of life come up. I remember Robert telling me when he had COVID, he said, Pastor, I just stuck on that scripture that you always say. Because I, I kind of mod modify it for me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not stay there. And so when Robert was feeling really bad, he goes, man, that scripture came to me. I'm not going to stay here. And here he is today. Praise God. Amen. And, and you, you could pray for Herman right now, our administrator. He's at home with COVID. You know, and I've, a number of people in the, the worship leader for our Arabic church got COVID. You know, so it seems to be trying to raise its ugly head. But don't take it. Amen? Rebuke it. Stay focused. Mary was focused. Amen? Now some people were anticipating the, the Messiah's coming. Are you? Are you anticipating it? Are you ready if he comes today? You know, I, I watched that video, you know, online, the video, and the pastor's preaching, and all of a sudden there's like a, a thunderclap. And all these people in the church disappeared. But not everybody. But not everybody disappeared. And the video goes on with those people that were there. And then I, I remember we watched one movie 
Remember that movie we watched? The kid, the boy, the, you know, he went to church with his mom, then he went to youth group with his earphones in, and he played on his phone, and, you know, the whole time he was in youth group. He, he, he didn't respect his mom. He just walked behind his mom, didn't fellowship with his mom at all, but his mom always took him to church. And when that happened and he was at church, no, he was at school, I think, walking home, he ran home. Because he knew, he knew. He ran home and his mom wasn't there. He ran back to the church. Nobody was there. And he knew that he played around too long. And he missed it. It didn't happen. Mary was focused. She was ready. And then, that's all right, her husband's in the hospital. She needs to take them calls right now. Then the, then the angel said to her, he said, verse 30, then the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. I want to encourage you today. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid of what's coming. You know, just be ready. Be ready. Be ready for the Lord's coming. I know people, people, when they don't really understand heaven, they're afraid of what's coming. They're not sure what to, how to feel. But just know this, heaven's going to be great. Heaven is going to be incredible. Heaven is the presence of God. Psalms 512, it says, For you, look at your neighbor and say you, O Lord will bless the righteous. With favor you'll surround him as with a shield. So, listen. Our righteousness comes from God, amen? We're not made righteous because of how good we are. We're made righteous because of how good he is. And when we believe in Jesus Christ, he has given us his righteousness. He has made us righteous. So now, because we're righteous, he will surround us with a shield, amen? A shield of favor. So the favor of God is on you. Look at your neighbor and say, I have favor. <laughs> Amen, you do. You have favor. With God's favor, we don't have to be afraid of the future. Amen. We don't have to be afraid. Now, if you let your oil run down, like the five virgins, I said, there's still time to get filled up. But don't wait. Don't wait. Don't put it off. Don't put it off to when you're ready. Get ready. Because you might wait too long. You know, it's, it's time to not be playing around with the world anymore, amen? We need one hand on our sword and one hand doing the work of the Lord. And we need to put our hand to the plow and not look back. We need to stay focused on Jesus, amen? We need focus. Focus, focus. Everybody say focus. focus. Now, little Mary, she didn't know how it was all going to work. But I know this. She didn't have to go pray about it either. You know, I love when I ask somebody to do something and they say, well, i got to go pray about it. If there's a need and you're asked, you should say, 
Uh, see, that's the problem. <laughs> if there's a need in your ass, you should say, yes. this side, I'm not hearing you. <laughs> if there's a need in your ass, you should say, yes. amen. She didn't know what it was all about, but you know what she did? She went all in. She was willing to do what the Lord needed. She was willing to obey that angel. You know, and, and it would put her life in jeopardy. She either didn't know or she didn't care. She may not even have thought about the consequences of what could happen to her. You know, she may, she may not have even thought, well, Joseph might not want me now. Joseph could have me stoned now. I mean, Ed, poke your head up, buddy. Little Izzy comes home and she says that the Spirit of the Lord come on her and impregnated her. Are you going to believe her? No. That's good because it only happened once and it's not going to happen again. Remember what they said in the Word. You know, if they say Jesus is over here, if he's over there, don't believe him. Because that's not Jesus. Because how is Jesus coming back again? He's coming back with a shout. He's coming back with a trumpet. He's coming back to get the church. Amen? That's how he's coming back. It's very clear in the word of what it says. And she was willing. She went all in. She didn't care about her life. She cared about what God had for her and what he was saying. She trusted God. She trusted. I mean, after all, it was coming from Gabriel, who was sent by God to her. I love when it, when it goes back to, you know, when Zechariah was in the temple, and the same angel, Gabriel, visited him in the temple, and he told him, hey, your wife's going to have a son. And he's like, yeah, you know, my wife's barren, you know. And he's not agreeing with the angel. And, uh, and you can see Gabriel just like rise up. I just came from the throne room of God. And this is what he says. Even though Zechariah wasn't in that position to receive what the angel was saying, it still happened. God still did it. Amen. God's going to do it. If it wasn't Mary that would have responded, it would have been somebody else. But I love, I love in her innocence, she asked how. How? How's this going to happen since I've never known a man? And then in verse 35 it says, The angel answered and said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you. And the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore also, that Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. You know, sometimes we don't know how God's going to do it. And we want to know. We want to know, how are you going to do it, God? How's this going to work? How's this going to happen? You know, how are you going to... You know, for you today, it might be, Lord, I, I have so much debt. How am I going to be debt-free? Lord, I, I've done so many things wrong. How can I ever 
get above those things. I have so many things on my record. How could that ever? You know, I know one lady that had such bad credit, had such a string of, of credit that was just really bad. And you know what? The Lord. And I'm, gonna, I'm telling you the truth. It was the Lord that wiped it away. The Lord wiped it away and restored her credit. She didn't do anything except pray, and the Lord did it. He wiped away the debt. Thanks for that amen, Mark. The Lord. Some of you might be here in debt going, I don't know how that's going to happen. Trust God, amen? Trust God. You know, Responding to God, knowing that he is faithful. God is faithful. And God has a plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, God has a plan to prosper and not to harm you, to give you a future and a hope. God has a plan, amen, for you. And it's just, as we get in line with him, get the oil flowing in our lives, you'll hear from heaven. You'll hear. You'll hear. He'll tell you. You know, because he said he sent the Holy Spirit to tell you things. To tell you things to come, even. To tell you things to come. How many of you want to know what's coming? Just ask. Ask him. He will tell you. He will tell you. Amen? He will tell you. He tells you in his word what's coming. He will speak to you and he will tell you. And his plan is to redeem our lives. Amen? out of this world so that we can spend eternity with him. That's his plan. That's what he's intending to do. We've just got to make sure that we stay filled with oil. But that's why Jesus came. His plan is to us to spend eternity with him. That's his plan. But not everybody will. And that's sad. But that's their choice. God created the plan to redeem everybody. Say everybody. Everybody. You, you guys are really quiet over here. This side is really talking a lot. Say everybody. everybody. Yeah, there you go. Whew. It's up to us then as individuals to respond to God in a positive way. And they married them. Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. Let it be, Lord, to me according to your word. Let it be to me, Lord, as we just sang about. She went all in with Jesus. She trusted him. I'm sure she was probably honored to be that chosen one bring the Messiah into the world. How many of you have watched The Chosen? I've watched it a couple of times. I sit and I just cry through it all. I get so blessed. You know, and, and, and you know, in, in Chosen, Joseph has died. You know, because pretty much after a couple of years of Jesus' life, he's not even mentioned anymore. And, but they do a scene with Joseph 
and with Jesus when he was a little boy. And Joseph says to him, he says, you know, I know I'm not even your father. But I've been entrusted to present you as my son. And I just, that's just, he knew. He knew what went by. And I want to encourage each one of us to know what is up with Jesus. Know how to get there to Jesus. Know that when you come and you ask for forgiveness of all your sins, they're erased from your life. Amen? Amen? The record of them is erased so that we're free from them. I mean, it's like this. Let's see if I got white paper here. Yeah, I got paper. See, this, this side's got stuff written all over it, but when you, you come to Jesus and you ask for forgiveness, it's like, it's that white. You're that pure. Amen? You're that holy. When you come to Jesus and you ask forgiveness, you become holy. Amen? So that when that trumpet sounds, where do you go? You go up. Up, up and away. Amen? TWA didn't have a handle on it. They copied that. Because <laughs> we're going up. But again, not everybody. So, let it be as you have said. It's powerful, words of faith. Words of faith that we can live by. Amen? So today we've seen God fulfills prophecy. He does. And we also see that there are some prophetic words that we're still waiting for. We're waiting for him to come riding on the clouds for the trumpet to sound with the voice of God. Cry out for us to come. We're waiting for our part is to stay ready. Stay ready. Don't let your oil get dry. Don't be like them five foolish virgins who watch as they walk with the Lord. We need to be ready at all times for his coming because we don't know the day or the hour. He is still fulfilling prophecy. He may have delayed his coming, but don't think it's not going to happen. You know, some of you that are older, you may have heard, you know, when you were younger, oh, he's coming, he's coming. I remember Y2K. Oh, it was like, it's Y2K. It was like going to be the end of the world. Oh, my God. All, all those people that wrote books about it and everything, I thought, oh, man, Y2K is, is crazy, you know. And you know what happened? Nothing. It went from two, 1999 to 2000. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. You're so young. <laughs> you know, I had a business for six years. I didn't have to buy toilet paper once or paper towels because we had a friend that had bought so much of it, he just stocked my business with it. He'd call me, do you need toilet paper or paper towels? I said, yeah, and he'd bring it by. 
I never had to buy that for my business because he was preparing for Y2K. I'm glad nothing happened because I wasn't ready. Not for that. I was ready for the coming of the Lord, though. And I'm ready today. That trumpet sounds. I'm going. That trumpet sounds. I'm going to do business with you. He is coming. I have this question for you. Have you been distracted? Have you been distracted about life, what's going on in this world? Have other things captured your attention right now? You're not focused on what God has called you to. I believe the Lord's calling us out today through the word to be ready for his coming. We can't mess around with it. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for that little girl Mary and her words of let it be as you have said. Lord, she was so ready. She was so ready for the Messiah to come into this world that she allowed you to impregnate her, to be that source, to be that tool. Father, I thank you that you sent men like John the Baptist to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. Lord, and I thank you, Lord, that you've raised up men and women of God like people here in this room today, to be, to be ready. To be like John, the voice of one crying out in the wilderness to prepare the way for the coming of the Lord. But maybe you're here today and you say, Pastor, I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready. But I need to make sure. If that's you today, just wave your hand at me. You want to make sure you're ready. Amen. Amen. Anybody else? Amen. 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 Praise God. Why don't we all stand? And why don't we all say this prayer together with me, okay? Just repeat after me. Today we're, we're going to be ready. Today we're getting ready. Hallelujah. Just repeat after me. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus who died for me, who rose from the dead. Jesus! Forgive me of my sins. Wash me. Cleanse me. Heal my life today. I make a commitment to you to serve you, to be your son or daughter, to live for you all the days of my life. Fill my cup of oil up today. that it boils over.
that there's more than enough in me. I love you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, huh? You can be seated. We have one more thing we're going to do. But I'm so glad for those of you that raised your hand and said that prayer and made that commitment. I know we all said that prayer. But if you need help, just call me. Just call me. We're here to help. Amen? We're here to encourage, to build you up. Go to Mark's small group on Friday nights. After the new year? After the new year. Go to Ed and Andy's small group, young adults. Work things out. Don't just stay stuck. You made a commitment today. We've got to get unstuck. Amen? All right, before I do what I'm going to do next, I'm going to make a couple of announcements. On that back table right there, the one on my left side out that door, is sign-up sheets. Sign-up sheets for the Bible school. We have classes, beginning ministerial internship. If you're going to be, if you plan to be a minister, you need to take that class. It's at 5 p.m. on Tuesdays. Cost is $110. I'll be teaching that. And then the other class is relationship and ethics in ministry. It will be a 7 p.m. on Tuesday. Cost is $110. Uh, Jeanette St. Jean is teaching that class. Come and be a part. You just want to grow in the Lord? Come and be a part of those classes. That minute, uh, the uh, relationship and ethics in ministry is a great class. And um, you'll be blessed by taking those classes. And then the other sign-up sheets, Christmas Eve, we're having breakfast with Jesus. We want to plan for enough food. So if you could sign up and tell us how many people you're bringing. I think Mark said, you say you're bringing 10 now? 10. So invite your family to come. Listen, me and Danny, we know how to cook. <laughs> right, Danny? We know how to cook. We'll make enough food for you. So um, plan to come and be a part of that Christmas Eve. It'll be from 10 to 1130 on Christmas Eve. It'll be a great time. And you can spend the rest of your day with family. But listen. Stay focused through this season, amen? Stay focused.